Uh, yeah, let's light this candle. I'm talking about Patreon. You haven't heard it? It's Patreon. Ticket Price Podcast. We're on Patreon. I'm doing a new Patreon intro. I'm Jake. That's Tevis. We're Ticket Price. Ticket Price Podcast. Patreon. You can tune into our episodes. We get comment sections. Ticket Price Top 10 Tuesdays. Check them out. Bonus content. Moments in horror. We got it all. Patreon. Ticket Price Podcast. Jake Tevis. Ticket Price. Patreon. Loud noises. Let's burn this candle. good morning good afternoon good evening good whenever it is you're tuning in welcome to ticket price there's giggling already i don't know why we just started can you keep it together you're killing me i'm trying to be professional (laughs) wait since when i'm turning over a new leaf Oh, okay. You know, getting ready for the New Year's on its on its way. I'm trying to be a better person. It's not going to work. Hey, maybe, maybe. Welcome to Ticket Price, everyone. The podcast about movies. Yeah. And if they're any good or not. And if they're worth their ticket price. I am your co-host, Jake. With me, sitting across the way. Giggles McGee, co-host extraordinaire. And the only man. Who thinks Christmas should be year-round? Shit, it almost is. I was just thought, you know, you're just a proponent of generosity and faith. Goodwill and towards, good towards men. My fellow man. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the reasons I'm so happy I'm not in retail anymore. Oh, God, I freaking hate Christmas during, and I hate saying freaking, so I don't know why I did that. Yeah, we say fuck on this I know. <laughs> I'm just going to rip that band-aid <laughs> off of this one real quick. I fucking hate working in retail, especially during the holiday. God, I hate Christmas. Tell me, what day is it? What day is Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to kill yourself, though. You signed a contract. That's true. Co-host extraordinaire <laughs> and at Master Control, Tevis. Welcome, sir. Hello, hello. You did sign a contract. I bro. know. Contract for my soul. <laughs> Man, what a way to start off our, our our week of Christmas episode. Suicide talk. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Man, we have just ruined the holiday season for everyone. If you've listened to our holiday episodes, what, Lethal Weapon, Gremlins, Die Hard, and now this, we have just been, oh, don't not forget planes, trains, and automobiles for Thanksgiving. God, that was a train wreck. Oh, we are just... The embodiment of joy and cheer. (laughs) Death. (laughs) Suicide. Uh, Overdose. I feel like that guy in Lethal Weapon who left the Christmas party and climbed up on top of the roof. (laughs) Yeah, the jumper? Yeah. I feel more like Mel Gibson most of the time. Like, I'm just trying to keep it together until you push me. I'm like, you want to jump? Do you want to? Do you really want to jump? Do you? Well, I want to. Let's do it. You know, I'm good until you just push me. So what are we doing today? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. We are doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I am almost certain this is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Yeah, but we just did Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Yeah, but this is like legit Christmas. There's no argument with this movie. 
No, okay. This is a Christmas movie. The inside joke we've been doing for the holidays is the first three Christmas movies are more like air quote Christmas movies. Like, you know, there's there's strong debate on if they count or not. This is a legitimately a Christmas movie. Yes. Yeah. It's in the title. Well, you got me there. Yeah, Congratulations. I, I, I wrote it down, so I knew. I was I was very aware. <laughs> uh Greatest, though? I'm pretty sure the greatest is uh, Year Without a Santa Claus, the old claymation classics. Oh, God, no. I'm sad we didn't cover those. I am sad that you brought that up. Hey, if we're still around for next Christmas, 100% we're doing the claymation ones. We could do one. We could do one. Rudolph. Can we do a Year Without a Santa Claus? We can do a Year Without those those movies, yeah. We already did. <laughs> Just keep that trend going. All right. Well, today we're doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the 1989 classic. So two things real quick going into this before we break down the rest of the, the credits we do. Didn't realize. I thought this movie was older than 89. I knew 80s, but I didn't realize 89. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize it was the third vacation movie yeah so we have kind of broken our own rule of yeah doing sequels but let's face it there's no the reason. vacation seek the vacation movies there was there is a sequential order i guess there's no continuity but no well shoot this one the kids got recast because they were doing a christmas while the kids were still young not full-ass adults like in what vegas and european vacation well, there's four total vacation movies right so vacation i think they all got recast in every single one. Oh, did they i don't think the same one from european is the same one even in the original oh okay i could be wrong on that i don't know we'll talk about it when we get yeah. to them i don't know we're doing christmas vacation because it's christmas time god damn it and we're gonna be some we're gonna be the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house we're gonna get oh I commiserate with uh, just the pure borderline psychosis of Clark. He goes nuts multiple times in this movie. I feel that. I 100% do. I realize that I am Clark Griswold at any moment in time. <laughs> I am just the slightest inconvenience from snapping and taking a chainsaw to my stairwell. The fact that he works at a major corporate headquarters irritates me that he's not in retail. He needs to be a retail worker to snap that much. Yeah, but if Clark Griswold was in retail, he would get a gun and kill everyone, and it would be <laughs> it would a be, much darker story. It would be Michael Douglas in Falling Down, yes. Getting back on track. Yes. Or attempting to. Try. Written by John Hughes. I have watched this movie countless times. I've never noticed that. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I've never, like, sat and critically, because let's face it, jumping ahead just a little bit to the actual movie, I do not pay much attention to this opening cartoon. You don't like it? I'm wildly indifferent. I love this. I think the cartoon is super awesome. Oh, and Year Without a Santa Claus and the other claymations are just crap. Those are trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the National Lampoon Santa cartoon in the opening credits, solid cold. I always loved when the movies did that because they'd done that a lot back then with the opening of all the movie was the car little bitty cartoon. Like Honey, I Shrink the Kids had it. 
City Slickers had it. Better Off Dead. Mm. Um, there was a shitty <laughs> 2001. I can't think of the guy's name, but he was the fat kid from uh, Stand By Me. He grew up and played this role in Tomcats was the movie. And it was, they did a little short cartoon there. The cartoon was better than the entire movie, but I love the little cartoons that they would do. You were just a big idiot. I am a big, <laughs> you're just a big, big dumb idiot. child over there. <laughs> big dumb child yep. co-host extraordinaire. Tevis. Give me my Legos and leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to give you the makeup block. So you don't accidentally put them in your mouth and choke to death. I could fit one in my mouth. What did you just say? So, oh, never mind. <laughs> you know what? Let's Whatever skip. you want to do let's on just, your let's, let's go, let's go. Let's, let's skip your over that personal part. time is your business, man. I don't. What I do on my break is my break. <laughs> I give you fifteen minutes. I don't care what happens in that fifteen minutes. Directed I can by... eat a whole corn dog in one bite. <laughs> it's true. It all. I've seen it happen. It's horrifying. <laughs> like a python swallowing a deer <laughs> it's god awful man who is this written by john hughes john hughes john hughes john hughes who was on a roll yeah so, if on a roll you mean uh the the last movie his recovered was planes trains and <laughs> automobiles that turd directed by jeremiah s Chekik, starring uh chevy chase beverly d'angelo Ratings, IMDb, 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes, 70, 70%. I feel like they're pretty on par, you yeah, know. I can, I'd say that's about where it's, it's fair. supposed to be. Budget of $28 million with a worldwide gross of 74.5. So Seems it's a little uh, low. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 double, it more than doubled its money. Um you know, so there's that. It doesn't seem like it should have cost that much to make, though. Well, there are a lot of lights. There are a lot of lights. <laughs> 25,000. Twinkly! <laughs> well, lights aren't twinkling, Clark. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, I noticed. Thanks for noticing. Oh, my God. This so is, I will say this movie is crazy quotable. Do you know who was originally supposed to direct this movie? Yeah. Chris Columbus. We just covered him, did we not? Yes. Um, on Gremlins of of Gremlins infamy. Was it Gremlins or J that was Joe Dante who directed oh, Gremlins? Chris, Chris Columbus. Columbus wrote yes. Gremlins, but bastard. Chris, <laughs> so Chris Columbus met with John Hughes and Chevy Chase, and then after the meeting, he went to John Hughes and was like, "I'm not going to be able to work with Chevy Chase." <laughs> There's, Shocking. There's no way. So John Hughes was like, okay, fine. Here, I have this other Christmas movie. Would you like to direct it? It was Home Alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, which I'm okay with Home Alone. It's fine. But I think Home this Alone's is a classic. Yeah, it's okay. Mm, we'll see. I think I think top to bottom, Home Alone might be a better movie. We're not doing Home Alone. We're doing Christmas Vacation. I know, because you're making Why'd me Why'd you do... bring up Home Alone? <laughs> you brought up Home Alone. You brought up Chris Columbus. That brought up Gremlins. I'm not talking about Gremlins again. You can't make me. They already drug me kicking and screaming out of the studio once. I'm not doing it again. 
Okay, okay. Kiss my entire ass. The sun's getting real low again. <laughs> I do need Scarlett Johansson to come in and rub my shoulders or whatever it is she did to the Hulk. Rub something. So, awards. Okay. Christmas Vacation is now the second movie in ticket price history to have zilch in this category. Really? Zilch. No award, no wins, no nominations, nothing. That's surprising. I looked for a while because I, I was like, wait, did I overlook the section? Like I, in my re, I'm like, well, it's got. There's got to be something. Nope, not a damn thing. Okay. Reviews. <sighs> you want the good one or the bad one? So give me the the bad one, Roger Ebert. It is Ebert. Yeah. How did you know? I just knew. I just <laughs> you knew. Just felt it. I, I have a memory because I used to watch at the movies with. Siskel and Ebert, and they would do the thumbs up and thumbs down thing. Um, and I, I remember one of them disliking the movie because they stayed home. It wasn't an actual vacation. And I, that might be complete bullshit. That might just be something I would have in my head that I, that might have been Gene because. It's it's Raj. He liked it for or he disliked it for other reasons. Okay. Well, I know one of, that was brought up one time because in their conversation because I remember thinking, you never had a staycation, like you just never had a stay at home. Yeah. Plus, they were the vacation destination for all of their relatives. Yeah. I feel like that is a really odd nitpick criticism that also doesn't hold water. Yeah, and again, it might just be something I mistakenly remember well, that could be but i i 100 in my head i'm confident well raj our old buddy raj gave it two stars he had a lot to say about this movie but this ultimately was the quote that i pulled for okay. it roger ebert said it is an odd sensation of watching a movie straining to get off the ground but doesn't have the juice <laughs> What? That is weird. So he makes a lot of comments uh, in his review about how this movie starts to go places and then never pays off. And it never actually achieves that next level or kicks it into the next gear. And it just kind of flounders at the bottom the whole time. I disagree Um, with that. Well, you you already explained how you did when you watch at the movies. What else did he say? Oh, man, there was something else I was going to bring up. Oh, he described this movie as the perfect uh, watching at home on TV movie. Because not only are there natural cuts in it for commercial, but none of the sections in between those cuts really connect to one another. Or go into one another. So it's basically individual segments where you get a little bit of story, something chaotic happens, commercial break, then we're on to the next segment that has little to nothing to do with what has happened prior. I would agree with that. I remember, or I remember thinking that when I was watching it for Mm -hmm. this. It's basically just a lot of chopped up skits almost. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Now, you know what's interesting, or maybe interesting is too strong a word, if we're being honest, but why that probably is. 
This was Mr. Jeremiah Bullfrog's first ever film directing. He had never directed a movie before, but had several award wins as a director for television. He was a TV guy. It all makes sense. And he followed his natural inclinations and cut it like you would TV, which doesn't really work because this isn't television. It's a movie and it's a different medium. (laughs) Yeah, but it it didn't really bother me too much. I still enjoyed it. But I, I could see what where you're talking about where he would definitely the commercial break would be here and here and here and here yeah. and here. So it makes, makes way more sense now. Also, this was e- Ebes, you know, when you're as close as we are, Ebes. Yeah, of course. This was the only review I could find from '89. Really? New York Times had one. Well, okay, uh, l- let me back up, because that's incorrect. New York Times has a review that is hidden behind a paywall that I almost subscribed to <laughs> until I saw that it was a review from, like, 2000. And I went, it's not even a review from 89. I the, Ebert was the only review from 89 I could find. That's weird to me. Yeah, it's super weird. We're... Was he the only asshole reviewing movies? Yeah, where's the rest of all of it? Any of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing. Okay. So I went with uh, uh, more of a mod. It, it's uh, it's IMDb. Okay. Uh, but they described uh, this movie as gleefully funny, lively. Screenplay is notorious, wacky, and extremely funny. I would agree with that. So they had a much more positive take on it than... Than the two stars. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. History with this movie. I grew up with this movie. Right? This movie is as old as I am. My parents love it. And it was on every holiday season. And the thing is, we always watched it on TV because it was always on one of the channels. Right? And so I never noticed the cuts in it because I was watching it with commercials anyway. So it all just kind of blended together seamlessly, which kind of goes into everything I guess Ebert was complaining about. (laughs) Uh, But no, I just, I've always enjoyed this movie, but it does have that distinct 80s comedy flavor. Oh yeah. Heavy. And while some of the jokes still make me laugh, many of the jokes, even when I was little, never registered because it was like this real distinct 80s humor that just I didn't care for it then. And I don't really care for it now. That's probably why I don't like Raiders, even though that movie's deliriously funny. Delirious. And I just I just don't get it. Uh, but no, it's even still, I own this movie. My wife and I, we watch it every every year. We break it out once. It's a it's one of those movies you have to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But is it worth it? See, stay tuned to find out. Is it worth it? I I I loved National Lampoon's Vacation. The very first one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Wally World is closed for repair. He just hunches <laughs> the moose. The moose outside should have told you. Um <laughs> That's my John Candy impression. Oh, bingo. <laughs> Terrible impression. Um so I love that movie, and then 
European Vacation came out, and I watched it, and it was awful. I hated it. So I heard they were doing this one, Christmas Vacation. I was like, I don't want to watch it. I, I don't. I didn't like the last one. I don't want to watch this. But somehow I ended up watching it. I don't know. I don't remember the details of it, but I laughed so freaking hard. <laughs> um, and I've, it's just been a, a staple in my collection ever since. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like you. I would break it out almost every year and, and watch it. Yeah. And I, like you as well, some of the jokes worked really well. And some of them just kind of like, meh, it's yeah. okay. I get what they're going for, but no. And, you know, it's looking ahead a little bit. But the 80s was such a weird time. Because only in the 80s would Randy Quaid be viewed more highly in movie circles than Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Aren't they cousins or brothers? Are they brothers? They're brothers. My God, that is they. I knew they were related somehow, but looks and talent must have skipped Randy. Jesus, and that reminds me of the movie Twins. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm the shit. <laughs> I'm the crap. <laughs> but Wait. yes, Danny DeVito, you are the crap. Well, yes. Are you saying that Dennis and Randy look so dissimilar that it's akin to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito from the movie Twins? Yes. <laughs> yes. She must have hit their mother when she was pregnant with Randy. Must have smoked and drank a lot. Yeah, but to be fair, maybe she didn't do any of that and was a fantastic mother. But they got a new, much more attractive mailman after Randy was born. I don't know. I like that better. Yeah, it's... yeah, I like that better because I was going pretty dark. I was shocking. I was going with like maybe a clothes hanger. She. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> what is it's Christmas? What is the matter with you? Hey, the highest suicide rate, so we got to go with death. I'm glad we can alleviate people's <laughs> thoughts and fears over such a touchy subject matter in such a chaotic time as the holidays. <laughs> Let's be more joyful, damn it. We're entertainers. I am Sammy Davis Jr. over here. I'm just trying to entertain people. I'm the candy man, damn it. I'm Dean Martin. I'm just drinking and... <laughs> drinking and smoking and... <laughs> Pissing my pants. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dean Martin pissed his pants a few times. You can't drink that much and be that drunk on stage and not have whizzed down your down your leg a few times. Well, wait a minute. I don't. I don't. I don't know, Mister Martin. He and I were never hung out, right? Mister Junior and I hung out all the time. It was me, him, Carol O'Connor, and we were just hanging out all the time. Uh, but I am not going to go as far as to say Dean Martin was just pissing his. Pants all the on stage. Didn't even care. <laughs> Letting it go. <laughs> Tell me how you really <laughs> feel about Dean. About Dino. I love Dean Martin. <laughs> Mr. Pissy Pants. <laughs> what are we talking about? Christmas vacation. Uh, all right. So we touched on it a little bit. The opening cartoon. Santa's delivering presents to the Griswold house. You know, the Christmas vacation. It's, you know, it's all going. 
And, you know, Santa, animated Santa just has the worst time trying to deliver presents to the Griswold home. He has a Griswold time. It's basically, yeah. that, he's basically Clark. Yeah, but he doesn't freak out. <laughs> no, he doesn't freak out and beat the shit out of his deer like Clark did. <laughs> I... Well, we're not there. I do. <laughs> See, that's one of those moments where, especially now as an older man who is, I don't know if it, if our listeners or you, I don't know if anyone's aware of this. I'm a tad high strung and I'm prone to violent emotional outbursts. I don't know if anyone's click, you know, keyed in on that little tidbit of my personality. If you're not aware, go back and listen to Gremlins. Gremlins might be the worst one. That movie's so weird. But um, no, I relate to Clark more and more every year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, Clark, I get you. You're right. <laughs> um, I I do got to touch on the music a mm -hmm. minute. When the logo pops up, the Warner Brothers logo, and then that jingle music starts to hit, I'm like, oh yeah, we're in for a good time. <laughs> I like the music that they had, but I still miss the Holiday Road theme song. From the original? From the original. Man, I vaguely remember that. Oh, Lindsey Buckingham, man, killed it. He killed it. I love it. Wait, she or he? I meant, I said she, but it was he. What are Lindsey Buckingham's pronouns? Do you know? No. It's oh, okay. a him, her, she, they. I don't judge on pronouns. You just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> so, so you don't know anyone's pronouns, so you just use them indiscriminately yeah, I just for say, everyone. Yeah. Lindsey, I love her music. <laughs> Lindsay, he was great when he sang Holiday Road. They were a treasure to that movie. They were Got it. they added so much joy to that movie. We just offended a bunch of people. Probably. <laughs> Suck it. It's okay. Uh, Santa gets electrocuted, the chimney's on fire. He just has a hell of a time. Can we get into the actual movie now? It's a Cartoon fun old sucks. it's a fun old fashioned family Christmas. So the Grizz, it opens, it actually finally opens up after we get through this shitty cartoon part. The Griswold family going out to the wilderness to get that special Griswold family Christmas tree. They're not going to a tree lot. They're not buying an artificial tree. They're doing it the old fashioned way. Put it down with their bare hands. That's right. So... My first, my first, <laughs> actually, my first note is this opening cartoon. My, my second note is, hey, kids, look, a deer. <laughs> <laughs> so Clark is driving and they're, they are just singing all the carols and hymns. <laughs> they are singing, actually, when we open up to the family, oh, they are God, at the, they yes. are at the tail end of a deep hymn. And he is in deep, deep. Yes, he is. But they are being, um. Well, they, there's there's an old beat up pickup truck really just riding their tail. A bunch of rednecks. <laughs> Probably goddamn uh, Ronnie from Halloween back there. <laughs> that was him driving from the bar. He, he was about to wrap his truck. Yeah, up. that's the truck wait, he wrapped wait, on the pole. Does Halloween <laughs> yes share a universe with the vacation series? Exactly, it does. So it was Ronnie and his brother in the truck. <laughs> so the trucks, the trucks really just driving up on him, being obnoxious, goes to pass, and Griswold's complaining the whole time. 
And then that's when he hits the line with, hey, kids, look, a deer. And he points to the other side of the car and everyone's distracted. And while the kids are distracted, not looking, he just flips off the truck with the biggest smile on his face. That pisses the, the trucker truck driver off and he and his passengers get in front and then brake check. Yeah. So Clark slams on his brakes. Uh, hilarity ensues, I guess. Truck speeds off. So now Clark takes off. Oh, Clark's pissed. Clark is pissed. And you don't want to piss Clark Griswold off, folks. No. He's highly unstable. You know, his wife is is like, you know, she's like, will you settle down, Clark? I don't want to spend the holidays dead. <laughs> Honey, do you want to spend this trip driving behind someone that does something like that? I'm going to just speed by him. <laughs> Get around this egg timer. <laughs> <laughs> What's he say? Gonna gonna burn dust. <laughs> Eat my rubber. Eat my rubber. Uh, and then Russ from the backseat. Dad, it's uh burn rubber. He might have, whatever, Russ. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Gets in front of him again, right? Well, he goes. He he attempts to go around him, but then he goes under that semi truck. Yeah, but why does he end up under the? <laughs> was it he goes to pass can't and goes to get back to where he was? No, he goes to pass, and he does, he's not paying attention. Okay. And that's when the semi-truck is right beside him, and he ends up going under the semi. Yeah, but he and the semi are going the same direction. He gets back in his lane at some point, but gets underneath the semi as he does it. Yeah, they're in, they're in the actual non-passing lane. Right. Yeah. So when he gets back into his lane, you know, you've got your semi-truck, so you got the actual truck. Then you got the trailer. You got the one set of wheels and you got the other set of wheels and their car just fits oh so perfectly in that gap between the wheels. <laughs> it fits really nice. To which, uh, you know what? If I'm being honest, they all handle that a lot better than I would. Oh, the, the, the family? Yeah. Yeah. Rusty, I think, was having a panic attack. But Yeah. Um, rightly so. The daughter, I don't even think she was batting an eye. Well, and this is one of those jokes that just does not work for me. She was probably in the beginning of freezing. Like an icicle. Like legitimately freezing. Not to death. Just cartoon style freezing. When she, into a solid, like, icicle sculpture person. Yeah, like a snowman. when they get to the tree. She'll look at it later, hon. Her eyeballs are frozen. Nothing. Crickets. What a shitty joke. I hate. That is the worst. And then did they dub it? Not dub it, but uh, uh, after the fact, they added in like teeth chattering sound. of It's just so dumb. There's a lot of that over the top, over even overly cartoony yeah. uh, gags in this movie. And some of them work for me. Some of them not so much. Yeah. The eye one, not so much. There's And that's, that's a, a lot of this movie. This movie takes a lot of swings with its jokes. Some are home runs, and some strike out horde. 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 It's not just hard, it's horde. But uh, Clark, you know, oh no, well, his wife says a prayer. He shouts amen, cuts the wheel, goes off the road, gets out from under the semi, but then ramps their piece of shit car into the forest. Where he's like, hey, we're here, let's go find the tree. They walk around, they're looking for their tree, and there it is. The light's shining down on it. Oh, it's got this, the god lights. Yeah, oh, the god yeah. lights are shining down. It's twinkling. You know, it's it. It's love at first sight. Clark has found his tree. And he's like, this is it. And that's when Russ chimes in. 
Dad, a tree wouldn't even fit in our yard. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. Dad, did you bring a saw? Bum, bum, ba, ba. <laughs> Clark forgot his saw. This is one of those cartoony moments that actually worked for me. Cause it, well, because then it smash cuts to the tree strapped to the car roof with the bu- the root ball, dirt and all, <laughs> because he dug it out with a shovel. Now, real as someone who has dug dug trees out, I don't want to talk about it. That would have taken days, and the weight of that tree oh, and yeah. that root ball. Oh, turn my phone off so it doesn't play during the episode. Apparently, I didn't get it all the way shut off. <laughs> Tell your ex we're busy. You've got corn dogs to eat. <laughs> oh, she just texted me. Do you, would you like another pack of horn, corn dogs? <laughs> uh, but no, the weight of that tree and the root ball with dirt would have legitimately crushed that guitar. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be driving down the road like it is. Well, but you know what? We're also skipping the fact that somehow Clark, presumably by himself, with nothing but piss vinegar and the sheer rage and sanity coursing through his veins, hulk this tree up onto the top of his car. As angry as he gets, I can I can imagine him just being pissed off. He had to dig this thing up because he's like, <laughs> I'm not walking all the way back to the car driving all the way back home or somewhere for a uh, hardware store to buy a saw. I'm I'm getting this son of a bitch now. And you know what? Actually, that... that uh, That's the word I'm looking for, Tavis. Holidays! Holiday! <laughs> no, that observation is uh, quite astute and accurate to the character that is Clark Griswold. Once his mind is set... 100%. He will not deviate for any rhyme or reason doesn't matter he's, he's doing it he's his doing way it. hell or high water trees whatever but they get the tree home and it's all tied up but he's got it set up in their tree stand and this thing eats their living room while tied up he hasn't even cut the rope yet <laughs> and he's like are you got everybody ready and say hello to the Griswold family Christmas tree. And he cuts the rope and the branches shoot out, smashing windows, knocking shit off the walls. And from inside the depths of this tree is just Chevy Chase going, looks great. A lot of sap. A lot of sap. Looks great, though. A lot of sap. <laughs> I want to touch base on his neighbors. Wait, his neighbors surprised Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh, that's who that was. That's right. Yeah, surprised Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> I totally forgot that, that was her. Margot. Um, <laughs> she plays Margot. What? What did they do? I, I would love to know the backstory as to why they hate each other so much. The the neighbors hate Clark, and Clark hates them. No, I feel like we get enough of their personality and the way they live their lives and the type of people they are generally and how Clark is. I think I think there's enough difference there that, uh, yeah, but we're automatically supposed to hate the neighbors. 
Well, their names are Todd and Margot, and they wear matching jumpsuits and shit. Yeah, it's like you look at them, and you're just like, oh, gee. Well, okay, he's moving the tree, and that's when Todd's like, hey, Griswold, where do you plan on putting a tree that size? (laughs) Bend over, and I'll show you. And then Todd and Margot look at each other, and he's like, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. Surprise, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Tree. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I felt like they got a lot of unnecessary hate. Because <laughs> they, they get put through the ringer. Yeah, but that's why they hate Clark. Yeah. but So I, then their hate breeds hate. Yeah, I guess you're right. But Clark is the worst neighbor ever. <laughs> I just feel like we as an audience are already supposed to hate them. And I don't know. I just... I don't know, just an observation. Just this weird late 80s, early 90s, rich, yuppie couple. Yeah. Who I wouldn't get along with in real life. But to be, if we're looking at who hates who and why, they're probably in the right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, they're just trying to live their lives and be, you know, rich and yuppies. And yuppies. And yeah. they get completely shit on by Clark and his stupid antics. The legitimate victims they of a are. number of accidents <laughs> caused by Clark. Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> okay. And then, do you know who owned their house? The Todd and Marco. No, that was uh, Roger Murtaugh's home in Lethal Weapon. Was it really? Yeah, it was on the same <laughs> back lot. That was the actual Murtaugh <laughs> home. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'll tell you right now, Roger Murtaugh wouldn't have put up with that. He's way too old for that shit. I wonder if he was upstairs in the tub taking a bath. <laughs> well, we haven't done Lethal Weapon 2, but maybe he was on the toilet. That's true. Yeah, he That's was true. on there for like 16 hours. Clark probably somehow caused the toilet to explode. Wait, are you saying Clark planted the bomb yeah. in Lethal Weapon 2? By that, accident, of course. Oh, yeah, he accidentally <laughs> connected some kind of C4-based device to a toilet. <laughs> so wait a minute we have just now connected Halloween Halloween the vacation series and now Lethal Weapon <laughs> all happens in the same all universe in the same universe. same universe someone make that real please I would watch a uh, Lethal Weapon versus Michael Myers movie I would okay as long as it had Mel Gibson in it I yeah you would be all on board well, that's true. That that's a hundred percent true. And if you don't know why, oh baby, six minutes and thirty-two seconds. In six minutes and thirty-three seconds of the director's cut of *Lethal Weapon* is all you need to know. There's your timestamp. There's your movie. There's your edition. Uh, but also Riggs, who only shoots clips at a time, would lay waste to Michael Myers instantaneously <laughs> as he puts fifteen. Clips of ammo, so what, 15 times 15, it would be, what, 170, no, math, wait a minute, I can do this, shut up, Tevis, I can do this, I can't do this. Okay. But you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, he's a way better shot than Loomis. Yeah, and he's not afraid to just pull that trigger. No, and I'm sure he can look left and see that (laughs) the Myers car is parked right there. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, let me just look to my left. Oh, 
We've gone wildly we, off track. Yeah. We are you're gonna edit all this out because we are wildly off track. We need to look right and get back on track with uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. Quit vacation. looking left at Halloween. <laughs> we need to look at Christmas vacation. So then what the next snippet really jumps to Clark at work. You'd mentioned that he's got a corporate job. He's the head of uh some kind of research and development for like a cereal company kind of a yeah, thing. He's got this flavor enhanced cereal varnish okay it's not a flavor enhanced cereal varnish it is a what's non non-nutritive non-nutritive cereal varnish that will prevent your cereal from getting soggy in milk so it's always crunchy yeah um i actually looked up his job on the computer today on the computation why <laughs> you say like i actually punched in his job on the computer today on the computer um <laughs> Wait, the more we say, the more the computer, the computer. I I sound like the guy from or Hal from 2001. But I looked it up and he has a LinkedIn profile. Clark Griswold Griswold. has a LinkedIn profile. Yeah. How am I just now learning this? I know. Me too. So now I'm uh, friends with uh, Clark Griswold on LinkedIn. So what's Grizz's job? I don't remember the exact name of it. What you brought all this up like you were gonna drop the bomb on his ill-defined job at this ill-defined company. I did not write that down either. Oh no, I did. Food additive designer. Ah, that's what it was. Wait, how do I get that job? I eat cereal all the time. Yeah, but you got to deal with that asshole of a boss that calls you Mark. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, I guess if your bonus gets you a pool, that'd be cool. Yeah, right. Also, you could just not be a kiss ass and not worry about it. True. So, Clark kind of talks about how, you know, we're introduced to the idea of the Christmas bonus. Does he mention they're putting a pool in at that time, or is that later? No, that's at that time. So, we, we now we know he's really counting on his Christmas bonus to cover a pool he's having put in. Yeah, he says he put a $7,500 deposit down on it. But his there's not enough money in his account to cover the deposit unless he gets that bonus check. But when you look at Clark's home and all the shit they do, there is no way that's accurate. There's zero, zero percent chance that is accurate. <laughs> what, that he doesn't have enough money? Yeah. Oh, oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he was rolling around in Eddie's trailer, right? Then I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, obviously, right? But no, he has this huge, beautiful home, and he has this corporate gig, right? And he's got two children. His wife stays at home. He's got this trophy wife. You know, I don't really know what Beverly D'Angelo does other than just sit around showing cleavage and touching Clark's junk all the time, <laughs> right? And she does a good job at her job. Taking care of the kids yeah. and showing cleavage and touching Clark's <laughs> junk all the time. So, obviously, he would have that money, but I digress. Not as much as we digressed earlier when we started talking about Lethal Weapon and Halloween, but we're digressing again. So, I don't buy that part, but we're introduced to the idea. Then comes the boss and his stream of yes-men. Like, what is it? Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your own ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> like, he's kissing up to the boss, has polite conversation, or, you know, polite 
greeting with one or two of them, and then it just drops downhill till the end. Happy Hanukkah. The part, I believe it's either before this or after, is when Clark goes shopping. And he's in the lingerie section. Yes. Yeah. That part is probably the weakest part of the whole movie for me. Right? What? It's, and it's a it's a thing it's a theme it's a running gag in all the vacations. Clark has a wandering eye. Yes. Why? It's a beautiful wife at home who has no issues. Um, I guess he's tired of eating the same cereal all the time. I'm so glad you said cereal. <laughs> I was like, God damn, we're about to have another bleep. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> but. I mean, I get keeping the same theme with all the rest of them. It's just, I don't, and the whole thing about him stammering over his words, trying to talk to her. And, yeah. And then, you know. Did I say nipple? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there is a nip in the air, though. Um, that just, I don't know. It, it never worked for me when I watched it the first couple of times, except for the, you know, the woman is very attractive. Is she? Well, by, you know, the 80 standards, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Man, the 80s were a truly terrible time. But, you know, then Rusty shows up and... Look, like, Russ, you can't see the line. You can't see the line, can you, Russ? Nope. It just that, that whole part could have been cut out, and I'd have no. been perfectly fine with it. Christmas is the time to be merry. Oh, well, that's my name. No shit! <laughs> yeah, I never really got a chuckle at all through any of that. No, I never really have either. It doesn't fall as flat as, like... uh the frozen eyes. The frozen eyes and all that. But that, yeah, that joke doesn't. Yeah, all that should have been just left on the floor. Yeah, but then this movie that's already pretty short would have been even shorter. That is true. It is. It does go quick. What, it's 97 minutes, I believe. Was it? Yeah. I believe. Well, okay, he goes shopping. We, we in, we're introduced to the job, the boss, and the overarching issue of the pool and needing the Christmas bonus. But now it's been talked about. It's been feared. But finally, the doorbell rings. And as the, as as they approach to open the door, you can hear the bickering on the other side. I love how the doorbell slowly gets more menacing. <laughs> as the closer they get to the door, like, bing, <laughs> it, like, it, it turns into just a... And then by the end, it's the Undertaker's opening theme. It's just the bell tolls for thee, right? And it just boom. Yeah, and they open the door, and it's mass chaos. I do love how this shot is filmed, like how they how they shoot this moment, because it's hectic and it's chaotic, and there's grandparents everywhere, and people are talking and arguing and hugging and kissing and saying hello, and there's still more arguing. <laughs> it's just, and it feels as chaotic. As it does in that moment, like, and I think this is why Vacation 1 is a classic, the second's a turd, but this one is revered at not as not only a classic movie, but a quintessential holiday time watch is because it, it has all the charm and it hits all the right notes that the original did and that it's, you can resonate with our characters because we have all been through the terrible family vacation and now we're reconnecting with our characters because we have all had this Christmas experience. Oh yes, absolutely. Of, Oh 
God, here come the in-laws. Yeah, I remember as a kid visiting my my one of my parents' side of the family. I won't mention which one, but it was do it. It was very <laughs> burn that bridge down. Do it. No, do it. No emperor. No, uh, do it. But it was just, it was that way. It was chaotic and it was loud. And there's you know nobody gave me a quarter to rub their corn on their foot. Burr, burr. That's burr. right. It was a burr. If, if you and rub Aud- it for me, I'll give you a whole quarter. A quarter, thanks, for, and I'll give Audrey a quarter too. I'll give Audrey a quarter too, Audrey. Like, oh god, and they're fighting over the parking space in the yeah. garage. And Clark just like, I will park the cars. <laughs> it is fine. He just did it to get out of the house. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's the only reason he put up all those lights too. I think that's why I do it. <laughs> I don't do big social situations well, so when you have these big get-togethers, I am out, brother. I am so gone. I am just... Any menial task that isn't taking place in the room everyone is in is where I'm at. And for some reason, it takes me forever long to do the... Are you still changing that light bulb? I mean, yeah, it's real... Some bitch had to actually rewire it through the <laughs> ceiling because there was there were sparks, and it's just it's going to take me a lot longer than we thought. I'll I'll be there tomorrow. Christmas gathering, you're like, ah, uh, I think I need to weed eat the yard. It's looking pretty uh pretty Look, bad. I got a mower, just yeah. three feet of snow outside. I'm just pushing my mower through it because that's still more enjoyable than sitting through the madness that is family holidays. Yeah. But this is why Christmas vacation and OG vacation work, and that it's it's relatable. Everyone's watching this going, oh man. Yeah. Now, granted, the antics are cranked all the way up because it's a movie and that's what makes it funny. But there's still enough there that we're all going, been there, (laughs) done that. I feel like when I went to those gatherings, I feel like Audrey peeling that carrot. She is not paying any attention to what she's doing. She's just angrily just shaving the hell out of that carrot. Would it what did she say? Would it be inappropriate to ask the grandparents to stay at a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked that Super in front loud. of people, in front of guests. I'm not a great host. <laughs> and her mom's like, it's Christmas and we're all in misery. Right? I love it. And that is, I that, I wrote that line down. I did too. I got it right it's here. Christmas and we're all in misery. What a relatable moment. That made, I actually like paused. I was like, man, why do we do this to ourselves every year? They don't want to visit. I don't want them to visit. What are we doing? Why do we do this every year? Although my family's got it knocked down pretty well. If we get together, which those moments are few and far between anyways, right? But if we do, it's for like a lunch and at most day and a half. And then we all go our own ways because we all know none of us can stand the other ones longer than that. We all get together. We eat some food. We tell the same stories that we all enjoy and tell every year. And then we leave. Weren't the in-laws there for like a week? Yeah. That's what I thought. Or maybe even longer. Might have been longer. Might have been more like a two Because I kept trying to look at that uh, calendar. Yeah. And kind of try to keep track of it. But I lost track. I've never paid close enough attention to it to fully track how long the visit is, but it's too damn long. Yeah. So, and we talked about, like, Clark is doing his damnedest to give his family, immediate and extended, the greatest Christmas holiday anyone has ever experienced since Christ was born. 
and uh, he just sets the bar too high. So he gets his 25,000 twinkling lights, and he goes to get them set up. Every aspect of him putting these lights up, I love it. I love him (laughs) setting the ladder up and then sliding down because the ladder brings him down, and then him stapling his shirt (laughs) to the house and getting trying to pull it loose and he knocks him back against the tree. I, all, all of it. I love all, every aspect of this. Todd and Margo see him up there on the, uh, on the ladder and they're like, and she's like, I hope he falls and breaks his neck. And then Todd goes, Oh, I'm sure he'll fall, but we're not lucky enough for him to break his neck. <laughs> yeah. As, as a person who've, who's had annoying neighbors, I feel for Todd and Margo. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I've also been uh, uh, Griswold. <laughs> I've been Clark a time or two. Yeah, no, not me. I can't. I don't do the whole over-the-top decoration thing ever. Oh, yeah, me neither. But I, th- I've still had moments where I'm trying to do something, and my neighbors somehow get annoyed by it, and they come over to let me know they're annoyed. And I let them know that they can bend over, and I'll shove a tree up there, and they can go back, or they can waddle their fat asses back <laughs> inside their own home. Oh, yes. Yeah, I haven't had that either. No, I've been both sides. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty quiet individual. <laughs> I know, but you're like, you're like, you're like serial killer quiet. <laughs> just like, that dude's going to freak out one yeah. day. Or yeah, I kind of am. Don't <laughs> don't go in that room, by the way. <laughs> that closed room yeah. with the weird smell? Yeah, don't go in there. Oh, okay. So, and also, okay, 90% of Chevy Chase's performance as Clark Griswold in any of the vacation movies, this one especially, is his crazy eyes. <laughs> He'll just be talking to get and delivering a rather mundane line. And then all of a sudden he just gets the wildest look <laughs> and it's all in the eyes. And you're just going, good Lord, there's something deep inside this man. And he is on the verge of a breakdown of some sort. Yeah. When the lights don't work and he's been fighting with it for day and a half two days <laughs> god damn <laughs> why is this not okay we joked about it earlier when i still belly laugh every time he just fully freaks out and throws the light switch down runs over punches the the yard santa in the face it pops up at some point and he like field goal kicks it <laughs> And then he starts karate chopping the antlers. He starts karate chopping the antlers off all the reindeer. And the whole time he's like, son of a bitch, god damn. And the the family is just watching him like, what the Everyone's hell? Everyone's just watching this breakdown as he's... Just when he rolls, he just storms over and punches Santa in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is still, that one gets me, that that hits home, because I've been there, brother. Yeah. I've punched a number of Santas in the face, and there's a number of malls I'm not allowed to go back to. Makes my picture up all over. Oh, my God. Now, okay, we get another scene at work, where, again, we're doubling down, Christmas bonus, the pool, we get to, we, we get to... Another glimpse at his boss, who is, he's supposed to be portraying just like the over the top asshole boss, corporate greed, rich, snooty, doesn't care. And he's just like, what do you want, grease ball? Oh, yeah, with his giant desk. Yeah, he's got the, 
<laughs> his desk is is roughly the size of your living room, right? And you know, he just like you know what what is it, Mark? It's Clark, sir. Ah, well, that's what I said, Mark. You know, oh, you got me a present. Put it with the others. Uh, Did you notice the presents? Oh yeah, all the presents. Yeah, that everyone's. Did you given? notice what they were? No, they were all the exact same shape. <laughs> so it was like because they were all wrapped. You don't yeah. know what they were, but it was like they all got him the exact same thing. Oh, they probably did. That's, well, he got all of them the exact same true. thing. That's true. But is but again, I guess it plays into the humor and what the movie is because it's taking something we can all relate to, but then cranking it up to to max. Uh, but his boss, uh, uh what, Mr. Shirley. Yeah, Mr. Shirley. He's just a caricature. Like he's not a real person. Right. Yeah. That's. Brian Doyle Murray? Yeah, it's Bill Murray's, Bill Murray's brother, brother, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's him. I couldn't remember if that was his name as I'm saying it. I'm surprised you pulled that name out of your hat. I, uh, I am too. I, I would I knew he was Bill Murray's brother, but I wasn't going to bring it up because I could not tell you his name. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, and then it started coming out of my mouth. And I was like, shit, well, just go with it. Time to commit. Yep. Here's the thing, though. You could have said anything and then ended in Murray. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's totally right. Yeah, that's so, Mariah Carey Murray. I love him. <laughs> so, you know, if we're wrong, let us know. But, yeah. like, it's not his name, Tevis, you idiot. <laughs> you Mega Blocks eating idiot. Uh, <laughs> we get back to the house. They fiddle with the lights more. We get more shenanigans. But the scene where Beverly D'Angelo goes out to the garage and it's just outlet extender plugged into outlet extender as all these lights are plugged into the same outlet. It is a Christmas tree of outlet extensions. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, have you ever had a real Christmas? <laughs> Yeah, it's bigger than one of the branches on their actual Christmas tree. Yeah. This thing is a monster. It's, and I'm not, she's fiddling with it, trying to figure out something. And... Every every time I watch it with my family, now, everyone had gone to bed by the time I watched it. So this was the first movie, I think, maybe ever, that I was completely alone for its whole. But every time we watch it as a family, I always turn to my dad during that scene. And I just eye him. And he's like, leave me alone. I never, Mine were never that bad. <laughs> Because he was the king of just plugging the outlet extenders into each other to get the most out of the one plug. Also, the lights do finally turn on because the outlet switch was off. I love when the family's reaction, because you get each individual family's reaction when Clark is super disappointed that the lights don't work. Mm-hmm. You get the drunk mother-in-law who, yeah. you know, you see how much you pissed your money away. And the father-in-law's, the, you know, the daughter's trying to defend him. And Yeah, kudos like, to Audrey, by the way. Yeah. Hell yeah, Audrey. She's like, you worked really hard, Grandma. And yeah, he's like, like, so do washing machines. Yeah, like she's not being rude, but she's not going to let that slight against her dad go yeah. unanswered. So, and, hell yeah, good for you. And Clark's mom, you know, is like, honey, I can see them in my you mind. pictured in my mind, and it's beautiful like, uh, shut up mom yeah. <laughs> that make me angrier i'm not even gonna lie and then the dad he's like you know one light bulb goes out they all don't work so what if i was you i would go up there and i would check each individual one he's like i did that dad well if you need me you know come get me i'll be asleep i'll be asleep <laughs> uh, and then you get audrey you know she does another trying to comfort him and then you got rusty who's like 
well, look at the time. I got to go pay the bills and feed the dog. and Yeah, feed the hog um, at one point. Yeah, feed the hog. Do the laundry and the dishes yeah. are stacking up and pay the bills. And he's, just, he's rattling them off as he's heading out there. He's trying to get out of work. He's getting out of there. Uh, been there, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I've been there with as a son to my father. But I just love every single one of the family members get a moment to define their characters. Yeah. And see, we talk about... a this a lot with other movies, especially movies like this one that have a plethora of characters. But this is one of those just tiny moments that you need to have where it's short, it's sweet, but we get just enough that we have an idea of who this character is. So now we can have some kind of relationship with them. You know, Clark's mom's a sweetheart. Um, Ellen's mom's a drunk bitch. Like we, you know, we have these moments. Um, and that's what these that's what movies need to have. Otherwise, you just have a bajillion characters I don't know or care about yeah, in any I, way, shape, or form. And I went back to The Last Voyage of the Demeter again. Avatar? An Avatar. Yeah. You know, I had this snippet of time with this these characters, and I felt more for the entire family mm-hmm. than I did for all those characters in both of those movies. Well, and you know what? They did a great job of it, too. Earlier, we already talked about doorbells ringing they open it the in-laws the family the extended family comes in for the first time and that scene is chaos but we're still getting interactions with both sets of parents individually with different members of the actual griswold family and we're seeing how they interact how you know and you know when like uh clark's mom is like you see you see this mole so it's like oh she's like yeah, nice. it changing and, color well you keep oh, rubbing it it's yeah, turning redder. redder you know but we're getting these moments um or or uh, Ellen's like, I have hemorrhoids. Can you believe that? And and, and uh, Ellen's like, Oh my word! You know, but we're getting these moments, and the dad's arguing about whose car goes in the garage and who's parking what. But we're getting these short, sweet moments that still actually flesh these characters out just enough for me to give a damn. Yeah, and it did a really good job of it. Yeah, uh, especially at that point when at the lights not coming on. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that moment so but now the lights do come on because ellen turned the switch on now the outlet's turned on and clark is is reveling in his success and going to each member going to each member of the family one by dad you taught me everything (laughs) i know about exterior illumination (laughs) and i don't know why that line in particular always makes me giggle or jumps out at me but just something about it like dad you taught me everything i know about exterior illumination i don't know it's so dumb (laughs) but it's a good kind of dumb like yeah i like but he thanks everyone and then he's like, Eddie, so glad you're here. And Catherine, and I hope this adds just a little bit to your holidays. And he's like, Eddie? Because <laughs> here comes Cousin Eddie. Oh, God. In the big RV. That's a recreational vehicle there, Clark. That there's an RV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And now the family nightmare has joined us as his family, his wife, their two kids. Their dog snot. snot. <laughs> He's got this sinus thing. <laughs> that they love more than anybody else in the family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Ruby Sue. Her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Damnedest thing. Falls down a well. Eyes go crossed. Gets, gets kicked in the head by a mule. They straighten out again. I don't know. Yeah. 
better not, you better not kiss him, Art. You got a lip fungus. They haven't identified yet. Lip fungus. <laughs> and now things take a, you know, because everyone's favorite cousin Eddie is with us. I love when they're in the house and Eddie is drinking the eggnog and he's got that white shirt with the black dicky underneath. Yeah. And you can see it coming through. Yeah. And he just goes up to like this little pinwheel thing and tries to spin <laughs> it. And it just, just collapses. And he's like, oh, oh, well. And then moves on. <laughs> he just keeps effing everything up. Everything he touches breaks. He goes, he goes over to the bowl of nuts. And did you see him? He's opening up the walnuts. <laughs> Throwing the shells on the ground. The shells and everything are just going to the ground. <laughs> like, talking about his other oldest daughter or son who's off on their career at the carnival or yeah, some yeah. shit. <laughs> he's a pixie he's, dust spreader on a tilt-a-whirl. Yeah. Next year here, next season, he's thinking that, he's, he, that he'll be guessing people's weight or Barking for the yak woman. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I feel like <laughs> Eddie. Is there anything I can get you? Eggnog. Hit you over the head. Leave you for today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the character of Eddie is just Randy Quaid being Randy <laughs> Quaid. It's true. It's one of those roles where, like, this is the only thing I really know him as, and I can't. Because uh, another great movie, well, another movie that's considered a classic, but I think he does a really good job, Independence Day. But basically, it's just Cousin Eddie knows how to fly a plane. Yeah. That's the character he's portrayed. It's the same it's guy. The exact same guy. Yeah. Except if, uh, you know, Cousin Eddie flew planes and got abducted, probed by aliens. Because don't they live in an RV, too, in that movie? I think they do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait, and we just now connected, connected Independence Day <laughs> to... Cat Catherine has passed away. No, she took the kids and left his No, because he's still got the kids. He's got the like, little girl in Independence Day and then got the boy. Yeah, but those are different kids. <laughs> he found another family. No, he started another family. You're, yeah, that's you're not wrong there. Uh, probably, probably with a carny. <laughs> You you want to say something, just let it out. Probably with a family member. <laughs> well, you know, and they did it in vacation. They do it in all the movies. He uh he would like he would not be opposed to being a kissing cousin with Ellen. Yeah, or is it her cousin? Yes. That's what I thought. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but that's what I thought. Yeah, he uh he's got the hots for his co his yeah. cousin. He's he's moving in hard. Yeah. She has to duck and dodge and dip and dive and, <laughs> and dodge. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge Uncle Eddie or Cousin Eddie. Uncle Eddie. <laughs> Where the fuck is Uncle Eddie? I don't know. You can dodge Cousin Eddie. Yeah. Just edit that together where I get it right the first. <laughs> we'll do. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I know you can. I know you won't, but I know you can, you dick. So I wanted to. <laughs> There's so many scenes that I forget which order they're in. I know. But that's it doesn't the, matter. Though. That's the thing with this movie. Is it, and the reason I'm having trouble keeping everything straight in my head is because, man, it does not matter at all the order of these scenes. No. And just, I, I, Ebert is right. Yeah. And I feel like that's why it works so well for TV. 
Oh, because yeah. Because you jump in at any time and it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're, we're getting ready to start the sledding scene. Yeah. Every scene. And then you can is, watch it from there. And... It's like every scene is its own independent episode of yeah. something. Yeah. And it works. Oh, we're going to get into the sledding scene, but we're talking about Cousin Eddie and the kids. So Clark is daydreaming <laughs> about the pool. Right. And then he starts. Don't about forget to... the rubber sheets and the gerbils. And I'm like, wait, is that for the kids or is that for Cousin Eddie and Catherine having weird sex? Uh, on Golden Pond? Pond. Yeah. <laughs> Cousin Eddie, let's suck face. <laughs> yeah. The updated remake is him and Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Cat- oh my God, wait. Is On Golden Pond in this extended universe? God, I hope not. <laughs> I cannot get away from on Golden Pond. And you keep bring, you brought it up originally. You keep bringing it up. I don't bring it up except for that one time. More than once. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know what? That's fair. Pro- probably. I cannot be held accountable for the things I say, especially when they're at your expense. <laughs> that's true. That's why we're not allowed in Walmart together anymore. Yeah, they, so. the last time they had a Santa in there, I had to pull you <laughs> off of him. <laughs> That son of a bitch right in his rosy cheek. Karate chopping that poor elves ears. Stop. Stop. So Clark's daydreaming about the pool. He's a mid sex fan. Cause it turns it evolves. It, like it starts off nice and sweet enough. Or he's just daydreaming about how nice it'll be for he and the kids. He's out there barbecuing. The kids are running around, you know, it's a, and then the, the family comes and uncle Eddie's got his, his, <laughs> his flippers. It's like, He's got like a onesie on, but he's got this bright yellow banana hammock on over it. It's very Superman-esque as he's bouncing on the on the uh, diving board with a beer in his hand. He's waving. He's waving. And he, and, but then that morphs into a sex fantasy with the saleswoman from the mall. And he's gripping those curtains hard. And then Ruby Sue comes downstairs. Yeah, with the terrible wig. Yeah, but it works. Terrible wig. Yeah, but it, that's why it works. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, that, cousin I mean, Eddie's daughter would have hair like that. Yeah, it's very unkempt. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does bangs, sweet bangs. Oh yeah, I bet they cut them things themselves <laughs> with a bowl. Yeah. Mo Howard <laughs> style. They don't have a bowl. <laughs> they just have a pair of shitty rusty scissors. <laughs> Wait, what? even the even the scissors are no good. No, there's nothing in that house is good. So, thank God this is a movie and Clark didn't just turn around with full erection. <laughs> Knock over the salt and pepper shaker on the Knock table. Knock over Ruby Sue. <laughs> Knock her wig off. <laughs> if he turned around quick enough, he could have cut her bangs off. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a straighter cut. Oh shit! Oh, it's, you know I don't even care what I was building to. That joke's funnier than anything I was going to say. But Ruby Sue starts going into this spiel about how she doesn't believe in Santa because they never get any presents, despite always being good. Because cousin Eddie sucks. Now, yeah, he spends all his money on the goddamn dog. There are two jokes throughout this spiel that Ruby Sue says. One of them 
falls completely flat for me. And one of them is low-key hilarious. <laughs> okay. So she's like, you know, well, she's telling them about, you know, Santa's probably not real. They don't get prepped, blah, blah, blah. And how worried her brother, what's it, Rocky? Rocky. Rocky. How worried Rocky is. And, you know, Clark's like, oh, is he nervous? And she says, shit and bricks. <laughs> and he's like, you know, sweetheart, we shouldn't say that word. And he's like, I'm sorry, shit and rocks. Completely flat. That joke does nothing for me. You know what does everything for me, though? Is as she's talking, <laughs> Clark whips around and cuts those back. No, we're not talking about Clark's penis anymore. <laughs> Maybe later. Actually, I know for a fact we'll talk about it later. We're not there. Okay. But when she's talking about his, her brother, Hims, H-I-M-S, Hims worried. Yeah, what is to, and is she it, says it like four times. That's the funny shit to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Him's scared. We're not going to get anything. Well, Hims was saying. <laughs> don't know why. That make that to me. The joke about shit and bricks is the one everyone remembers. That's so funny. She said shit and rocks. And I'm like, yeah, get out of my face, you cousin Eddie looking motherfucker. No. Hims, though. Him. That's the high quality, you know, uh, writing based humor I'm here for. Yeah, the the shit and bricks thing. It, it was I got a chuckle out of it the first time I watched it, but every time after I'm like, okay, it worked mm. once, but yeah, it wasn't like you know, Meh. deliriously hilarious. Yeah, but something about hymns, I just, caught that. It makes me chuckle every time because I think that's funny. I caught that, and I I took that as her being poorly educated. Yeah, that's the joke, <laughs> genius. I know, I I understand that, but I didn't, I didn't like. I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me as as funny. Oh, you're wrong. So <laughs> the next on. scene, moving on. What you know? What no? Just spin the roulette wheel, brother. Which scene do you want to talk about next? Because it doesn't matter. There's no coherency needed for this movie. Um. Well, let's just go to pretty much the next one. Yeah. Where yeah. they're in Walmart. <laughs> okay, they're in. No, actually, it is It, it is, is a labeled Walmart. It is, yeah. 100%. Because he buys Old Roy dog food. <laughs> right? And a lot of it. A lot of it. He's just stacking that shopping cart. It's because Clark's paying. That's true. Although, how's Clark paying? His bank account can't cover the check he's got a credit card for the he's got a pool. credit card oh that's fair he's got a credit card but i still get a chuckle because i didn't notice this part of the scene for the longest time but eddie is putting dog food on the cart and then clark's like oh we do need light bulbs and puts them down and then eddie just smashes the shit out eddie of here punch yeah it's so funny you bring that up. Not because the scene or the joke is like overly funny. This was the first time I noticed that too. I rewound it because I went, wait, did Eddie just crush Clark's lungs like an asshole with all this dog? I've, I've watched this movie over a hundred times. Never seen that before. Yeah, I caught that probably, you know, four or five years ago or whatever, but... And that's the beauty of this movie. Like, there's so many... Like, we're all... In, when they're all at the dinner scene... And they're all eating that turkey that what was left of it. That's <laughs> so dry. But if you pay attention to each individual character, they're all doing something different, different, and yeah. pretty funny. 
Like the mother is dipping her chicken or turkey in the water, her yeah. water, and stirring it, trying to moisten it up. Uh, Clark's just chewing in ridiculous ways. Beverly D'Angelo, though, takes the, gets it on her fork, goes up to her mouth, and then just flicks it behind her real quick, and, and then, then pretends yeah. to eat. And then she licks her lips. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yummy. Yeah. And then Catherine, you can hear her in the background, just the knife is slamming into the, the plate. <laughs> and I paid special extra attention this time. I Wait, was watching special extra to special extra. Shut up, everyone. Yes. Tevis has paid special extra attention to something. Yes. Everyone shut up. Whatever you're doing is not as important as Tevis paying special extra attention. I figured out who Chuck was. <laughs> I'm so glad for you. Yeah. No, I was just watching Catherine in the background, just taking her knife and fork and just trying to beat the shit out of that meat. So she it wasn't meat it. anymore. No. That was it. That yeah, was that was it. That was all I had. That was all I had. Why do I let you talk? I don't know. I have no idea. All right. The sledding scene. Yes. That's one of the all-time classic scenes of this movie. It's over the top. But you know what? It still makes me chuckle. It's still funny. It works. It's not my daughter has frozen solid ridiculous right it's it's like it's close it's close but it doesn't cross that line i love how he's spraying it on well, okay that's, that spray what so I, I so can't what he, called, he but... has that cereal varnish from work that he made and is applying coats of it like it's wax on a floor to his metal saucer sled. That's what he's applying. That's, it, that's what that was? The it is the cereal varnish. Okay, I couldn't remember. But I'm like, okay, so he's like, his, his son says, Dad, has anybody ever done this to a sled before? <laughs> I don't think so. And they're all like, this isn't a good idea. Uh, Don't you put none of that there on mine, Clark. You see, you remember that uh, metal plate I got in my head? How could I forget, Eddie? Well, you see, they had to re- down at the VA. They had to replace it with a piece of plastic on account of every time Catherine fired up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for half an hour. So I don't think I should be shooting down no hill with nothing between the ground and my brain, but this piece of government plastic. Would it matter, Eddie? Well, you see, it runs right here where I part my hair. On this side, I mean nothing, totally fine. But right, right in here, well. If that gets dented, my hair's just never gonna look right. <laughs> he's a he's a deep man, cousin Eddie. Yes. So so Clark gets gets his sled ready. He's like, "Don't try this at home. I am a professional." And now getting ready to set the new land speed sled record. <laughs> you Clark hear it echo. W. Griswold echo, record record record. And then he takes off, and there's just a streak of fire, <laughs> and he's gone goes down the hill through the woods at some point he crosses a highway he goes into a walmart parking lot he's gliding across the sparks they're just he's shooting. going across the asphalt and sparks are flying he almost gets hit by a bus at one point <laughs> and he crashes he crashes into the store and uh yeah it does flirt with that too much line but for me doesn't quite hit it and uh, I appreciate that scene. Still funny. Yeah, and I like later on too when Eddie is emptying out the the shitter. He digs through the trash. He's and digging through pulls the up. trash and sees the slut, and the ass of it is just burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. 
So funny. Clark, what are you doing, honey? Oh, just looking out the window, enjoying a nice, bright, crisp Christmas morn. You know, snow on the trees. Children playing. An asshole (laughs) emptying his sewage tank into my storm drain. Shitter was full. Oh, did you hear that, honey? Shitter was full. <laughs> Have you checked our shitters? Checked our shitters. <laughs> the way he just so deadpan and just completely over all of Eddie's nonsense just delivers that line of, Have you checked our shitters? <laughs> <laughs> so when the other family members show up, Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis. And Uncle Lewis. I love Aunt Bethany. She's a bless your heart kind of character. She is. Um, did you know she was the voice of Betty Boop? Oh no, I real talk, I didn't know Betty Boop had a voice. <laughs> yeah, it's Aunt Bethany. I just said that. <laughs> Are you not listening? This is why no one likes you. <laughs> There's a number of reasons why. Uh but yeah, we'll she call was... your exes and make a list of for us. Our <laughs> pod's not that long. <laughs> um, but no, she was the original voice for Betty Boop and also Olive Oil from the Popeye co- uh, cartoons. Oh, I had no idea. But Goddamn every, every, Hollywood royalty. <laughs> I know, right? But every time I hear her voice, I just I, I know I'm in for a fun time. She's like, is your house on fire, Clark? Don't throw me down, Clark. <laughs> I won't, Aunt Bethany. Don't throw me down, Clark, is my favorite. Because it comes from out of it nowhere. It's and it's, it's, there's well. no malice behind it. There's no judgment behind it. She's just like, don't throw me down, Clark. Like, this <laughs> you, was. You know, it, Uncle Lewis has thrown her down a few times. Because <laughs> he gets so angry. And I cannot stand the actor who played him, William Hickey. I just, I don't know why. I just can't, I can't stand it. Now, wait, is this something like he's done past this character or is it because of the character? No. Is it it Paulie all over again? I don't know. I don't remember. I just know. I I, I don't know. I don't remember at all. I just know that I don't like that guy. And every time I see him in anything, for some reason, it just it makes me want to punch a Santa. Well, just calm down, Clark. He's an old man. This might be his last Christmas. Keeps it up. It will be. The once once Clark has just lost his mind, his what he has the best one liners. Remember, so the the, the tree they lose the the big amazing tree. Yeah, thanks so, to the uncle. So he goes and he cuts down just a tree in the yard. It crashes through Todd and Margot's window. Of course it does. And he gets it inside and props it up. And then he's like washing. He's in his bathroom just cleaning up from cutting down that tree. And Ellen's like, "Was that necessary?" He's like, "What?" Lewis destroyed my tree. We needed another one. I fixed the problem. And she's like, yeah, but did we have to do that? What do you want me to say? We needed a coffin. (laughs) I mean, a tree. (laughs) And then that's when he takes the chainsaw to the post. And then that's when he picks up the chainsaw and we realize that he's still carrying around the chainsaw he used. (laughs) And then he's like going downstairs and the the newel post is loose and it kind of shakes. He just cuts the topper off of it. He's like, fixed it. (laughs) The squirrel scene. Where the hell is Eddie? He usually eats these goddamn things. Well, actually, Clark, he he stopped after he read their high in cholesterol. <laughs> that son of a bitch didn't read that. There's no way. 
I just love that. Where the hell is Eddie? He usually eats these goddamn things. Wasn't he out? He had already kidding. left to kidnap the boss. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, to to kidnap uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Who? <laughs> Chuck. Oh, That's okay. Chuck. Follow along. <laughs> Why? This movie's irrelevant. That's true. That's true. There's no sequential order to this thing. And the more we talk about it, the more it makes me mad. Because I do a really good job at either taking notes or remembering how a movie plays out. And this movie is just a slideshow of random nonsense. Yeah, and it really only matters if you're pre or post Eddie. Yeah. After that, it's like, it doesn't matter at all. Well, what else is there? Nothing. Define pre and post Eddie. To, if you're breaking it down, you really can't jump from an area that's pre-Eddie. Okay. And then an area that's post-Eddie. I'm with, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah if you're trying to. We okay. have to introduce Eddie before we can get into like, this guy's kidnapping his boss. That's what I meant. So, okay. So Clark has lost his mind. He, he is stressed from everything. And the door, there's a knock at the door. <laughs> And he rips the front door open, but the the delivery guy was still mid knock, and the knocker rips off in his hand. And Clark just goes, "What the hell do you want?" I love that part. Just That's the idea of just laugh. answering my door with, "What the hell do you want?" So angry, <laughs> rips rips the door open, and just that guy just standing there holding it out, like completely uh, blown away. Sir. I was supposed to deliver this yesterday, but it fell between the seats. And Clark takes and just shuts the door in his face yeah. while he's talking. Trying to say, happy holidays or whatever he's <laughs> saying. And the guy's just like, nope. Just shuts so, the door. so now Clark has his bonus. His bonus from work. And uh, all the stress is gone. Life is good. He tells the family the big present this year is he's putting a pool in. And if there's enough money left over, he'll fly the whole family back over to christen the pool. And everyone's celebrating. It's all a good time. And then he opens it, and he's silent. Beverly D'Angelo's Ellen. She's trying to save, and she's like, "What's more than you thought it would be?" You know, it's a what? What's it? It's a role. It's a membership. Membership to a Jelly of the Month club, and that's when Eddie's like, "That's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark, all year round." Well, this isn't the lowest, cheapest sucker. <laughs> he's goes nuts i i should have wrote down everything hold on i might where's my phone look at pull up the thing pull up his pull up his rant i'll do it or you can one of us will do it here because it's it's genuinely hilarious but he's, he goes on this tirade about how much he hates his boss and that's when he's drinking some eggnog just dumping his cup and fist <laughs> into the eggnog bowl and it's like you know what if he, he, he laughing like, like a maniac Oh, he's a he's a complete psychopath. And he's like, if anyone needs a last minute gift idea, you know what I want? Mr. Shirley, my boss. I want him here. Wrapped with a big bow on his head. <laughs> but that's why Eddie for a little bit disappears in the movie because he has decided this is the one gift that he can get Clark. Doesn't cost any money, and he's just the man to do it. Are you gonna? Can you can you deliver it like Chevy Chase? Oh God, no, no. Wait, are you about to just disappoint me? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, I'm good at that. All right. 
you want to do it? <laughs> I kind of just kind of want to do it. Don't I you? I do kind of want to do it, but I also want to hear you just monotone dead, dead read. <laughs> no, I want you to try. Oh, okay. that's what I want you to do. I want you to try. I want to look him straight. I hate you. I hate. I knew it. I knew it. You are the worst human being that has ever existed. Hold on. Get animated. Channel your inner me. Channel my inner Griswold. That's right. Somewhere deep down inside all of us is a Clark Griswold waiting to chainsaw his way out. Let's boil this son of a bitch. I don't know what that means. My anger. <laughs> my anger is boiling. Oh, okay. All right. I want to look him straight in the eye. And I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, ankle-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, <laughs> bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. And holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> That is the single greatest monologue ever committed to film. I don't care what anyone says. I can still hear Jerry Chase's voice. Bug-eyed! And I hope what I read was true, that Chevy made that up on the spot, but the cast had different words of different adjectives, rather written on cards and he could pick and choose which ones he wanted to say and he just went for it i've never heard that story before because you know he's doing it in front of the family and we can we're looking over the family's shoulder right so at that that moment is when they all have the cards supposedly hanging around their neck and i god i hope that is true i 100 hope that's true wormy to (laughs) dirty bug out He's a monkey shit. That hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? (laughs) Oh, yeah. There it is. That's the good stuff. Is that the best scene in the movie? I have a hard time finding anything other than the other, the only line I really like, not nearly, I guess as much, but the one I quote the most is why is the carpet all wet? Todd? (laughs) I I don't don't know. Margo. But that, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that is the best line in the best scene in the entire movie. Yeah. It just loses his (laughs) mind. If he still had that chainsaw. Oh, Someone would have, Uncle Lewis would have died. Somebody would have died. So, all goes to hell, but then all of a sudden, Eddie comes in and ready to do some kissing. And the look of panic terror on Mr. Shirley's face because he has no idea what that means. (laughs) Here comes Mr. Shirley with a dog chain basically wrapped around his wrists and ankles like he's a prisoner going to the chopping block. And he has a bow, too. So he has a big he, bow on he, his yeah, head. I love it. <laughs> you ready to do some kissing? <laughs> what does that mean? 
And he goes, he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Now, this is our family's first kidnapping. (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) This is our family's first kidnapping. It won't be our last. (laughs) This is our first. Now, I know this is just a vacation thing. I, I hate the cops. I hate the SWAT team. I hate everything they do. How they just storm the house and they, yeah, because it's just quintessential eighties comedy nonsense where they all just bust through the windows and kick the door down and everyone's got assault rifles and shotguns and then the chief is like, Freeze, nobody move. So then all the cops freeze and don't move. He's like, Not you guys, them, them. And then the cop and I'm like, I hate this bumbling cop. What is oh was it uh Where's car 54? What am I? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was like in the 60s? 50s. 50s? Okay. Because that predates the Monsters, because that's what uh, Fred Gwynn was that's, doing. That's right. Before the Monsters. So, yeah, the whole goofy, bumbling cop thing. Yeah, that's a joke that's 30 plus years old by the time this movie came out. Yeah. Well, Let you alone... know, they had the Police Academy movies, too, right around this time. Jesus. Turds. All of them. First one's good. Is it? It's it holds up. Does it? Probably not. I haven't watched it in years. We'll watch it for this podcast. <laughs> and you'll be like, I hate uh, this movie. No, no. But yeah, the rest of them I know do not. And it's like nobody move. You know, and then Clark's like, I'm sorry. And they're like, Shut up, don't move. He's like, Can we blink? I'm <laughs> like, Nope, that's stupid too. Maybe blink. You don't get. You don't like that. No, no. What I do like is they're all frozen in the moment of their celebration because the boss was like, I'm sorry, you know, I shouldn't have taken your raise. So, uh, you know, I'm going to reinstate it. You know, I'm sorry. Then the cops come in. So they're all celebrating that Clark's going to get his bonus. And Beverly Diano just has a full C cup shaped hand of Clark Griswold's dick. <laughs> just full cock and balls. In her hand as the cops bust in. So her frozen state, so she doesn't get shot, is just grabbing Clark's dick. And I like how she shakes the hand of Mr. Shirley's wife. wife and and then, then goes right back to cupping it. And it makes that sound like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that does work for me. <laughs> I'd see, I, t- I promised everyone we weren't done talking about Clark Griswold's dick. That's... I totally forgot about that. Boom! I never forget a chance to talk about dicks. <laughs> Watch our Lethal Weapon episode. Watch. Listen to our Lethal Weapon episode. Shut up, Tevis. Don't look at me like that. I'll cut your bangs. <laughs> I will whip this chair around and just cut them bangs right off, man. I'll slap the glasses off your face. <laughs> Uh, I just headbutted the mic. (laughs) It almost knocked my glasses off. Oh. Man, I think we're there. The cop thing doesn't work for me, but I think we're there. This that's it's National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. I mean, go watch it for yourselves if if you're feeling froggy. And it again, it's on TV every year, all month of December. You'll catch it somewhere. Honestly, it. For whatever reason, even though I hate commercials, the movie plays better with commercials, or maybe that's just how I'm used to watching it. So your your final thoughts? My final thoughts? The ratings were in the 70s, right? 7.5 and 70. I feel like that's fair. 
70 seems a little low, but if it's in that 70 percentile, I'll probably agree with. But this is a quintessential classic Christmas movie. If you, for whatever reason, if you're the four people out there that listen to this show and you haven't seen Christmas Vacation, go watch Christmas Vacation this holiday season, if you haven't already. It's worth the ticket price. It's a classic. There's going to be jokes that fall flat, but there's a lot of jokes that work, and this movie is so quotable. There are just so many great, whether it's a one-liner or a tangent or a rant or some kind of smart-ass comment, there's so many good lines in this movie. For me, this is easily the greatest Christmas movie ever. I'm not a big Christmas movie fan. Like, I don't like Miracle on 34th Street or 36th Street or whatever it is. Well, first of all, that movie sucks. Well, no one likes it. All of those, like, even even the Santa Claus and... What? You don't like the Santa Claus? I don't like the Santa Claus. I don't like It's a Wonderful Life. I don't like any of that. No, It's a Wonderful Life sucks. Jimmy Stewart sucks. They're all terrible. I, I, I don't like the overly joyful, you know, bullshit of them all. But yeah, please I'm, sound sound more bitter. I'm not overly joyful person. <laughs> but this movie, I oh my god, I laugh so hard every time I watch this. Over what you said, you know, the smart ass comments or the rants or just the quotes that you can get from it. If again, for some reason, somebody out there hasn't seen this movie, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> watch this at least once. Even if you're not a, a Chevy Chase fan, this this is definitely worth the ticket price. Well, if you're if you're speaking on a personal level, no one is a Chevy Chase fan. <laughs> oh, as far as a person, yeah. I I always try to keep that separate, but except for Burt Young, <laughs> except for Burt Young, but that's because he brought that into the character. But the more I learn about Chevy Chase and how he is and how he was and. It it makes me not like him mm-hmm. even more, but I didn't know that at the time of watching this when I was younger and enjoying it. Like even Fletch, I like Fletch. I've never. I was just about to ask you. I know the Vacation movies, and I know Caddyshack. What's another Chevy Chase movie? I got nothing. Um. Well, there's a lot of stinkers. <laughs> uh, like he had a like Modern Problems was nope, one. Never it, heard of. I it. think that was with Goldie Hawn. He somehow gets superpowers of some sort. I don't remember, but I remember watching it. But anyway, he's had a lot of shit. But the the ones that he's had success with have been pretty iconic. Like, Mm -hmm. Fletch is a pretty iconic character. But I always try to put my personal feelings about an actor to the side. Except Burt Young. (laughs) Except Burt Young and, you know, Kevin Spacey, maybe. But, um... just just enjoy it for what it is. Don't think of it as as the actor. And and I think that is a good way to put this whole movie. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's over the top slapstick goofy humor about the holidays and about topics that just about everyone in some form or fashion can relate to. Yeah, and you can't go into this movie thinking it's anywhere near realistic. You're going to be disappointed because at right at the beginning, you're going to be like, oh, there's no way they dug up that tree 
<laughs> or survive the semi. Yeah. Or her eyes didn't just not fall, you know, just thawed out and they're she fine. She was frozen solid. She was Davis. she was fine. She was fine. They put her up in the dashboard on the heater and she's fine. <laughs> they they turned the vents on her. Yeah. God, that's a bad joke. That is a sh- I hate that joke. <laughs> Everyone get your I hate that joke t-shirts out. I had to get one in. Fucking John Hughes. All right. Well, I don't think I've got any more to say about this movie. We did our final thoughts. That's Tevis. I'm Jake. We're Ticket Price. This was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, we're getting back to the hat. We got movies to draw. I'm excited for getting back to the hat. Yeah. I enjoyed the Christmas episodes that we decided to do because we did pick these. It, w- it wasn't pulled out of a hat or at random. We decided we were going to do these four movies for Christmas. Yeah. I missed the hat. Well, good, because it's back. Good. With a vengeance. Bring that damn hat. All right. Hold on. Wait, where is it? <laughs> we haven't used it in a month. I know. Shit, I don't know where half the shit is around here. <laughs> here it is. Okay. You want to pull or you want me to pull? Uh, you go ahead. All right. I'll Drum let you roll. Have the honors. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Drum roll from the lights. I every time I look at the father-in-law and he's doing the most ridiculous thing with his tongue. Blah, 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 blah. Not everyone can just roll their tongue into the. I can. Like a blah, 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 blah. Give me a drum roll. Are we doing the drum roll from Christmas Vacation or the uh, kissing from? On Golden Pond. <laughs> Same noise. It doesn't matter. All right. Searching, searching. And our next movie will be the Russell Crowe classic, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, that's not where I thought we were going with that. You said Russell Crowe. I was all excited for Gladiator. Or, no. No. or Unhinged. <laughs> or Les Mis. Les Mis. <laughs> I feel like he's done more movies than this. Or I got... Cinderella Man. Is that a boxing one? Yes. Okay. Or his brief moment in Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Oh, God. I don't. You know what? We might do a showdown of Brendan oh. Fraser Mummy and Tom Cruise Mummy. If oh, you guys want to see another showdown so and we let fun. the mummies beat the hell out of each other. Except I think it's going to be pretty lopsided, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. That would be a good one. So we could, we could really fall in love with one and beat the living shit out of the other. Well, to be fair, that's what we thought we were going to do with Halloween, and that's not what happened that's true. at all. That is true. Okay. Anyway, so we're doing Cinderella Man. No, no we're doing a beautiful that's, mind. That's right. We're doing beautiful mind. We're not doing Cinderella Man. I've never seen Cinderella Man or A Beautiful Mind, actually. I've never actually seen this movie. Oh, you're about to, motherfucker. Yes. Strap in. And everyone at home listening, strap in. Or if you're not at home, I don't care where you are. Strap in. Next week, Beautiful Mind, Russell Crowe, intelligence-based shenanigans. I'm Jake Epstevis. I like this show. Intelligence-based shenanigans. Loud noises. We're out. Holidays. <laughs> Best outro ever.